Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished watching Gundam Double O and decided it was time to da 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 duel My name is Jeremy. From certain angles, I'm indistinguishable from two asteroids that have been crammed together. I'm Tyler. I have no intention of disappearing on anybody. My name is Zach. High five. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) We are watching the final episode of Gundam Build Fighters this week, no matter what Crunchyroll tells you. (laughs) You, Episode 25. It kind of is. Promise. It kind of isn't. You you know what they call the missed high five at the end. It's a bye five. Da, 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 da. That's it, I, folks. No podcast. We ran for 175 episodes plus some bonuses plus whatever uh, the Double O movie was. We had a good run. I got packing I, it up. I don't see but anything here. I can hit Tyler with. <laughs> Wait, I'm sitting in a chair. I can use that. <laughs> but then you give up your chair. Yeah, that's the problem. And it's your chair. <laughs> uh, so Zach off the mic said he didn't like this episode. So let's start with that. I did not. The first half of this episode is just a waste of time. Um, the second part is like, actually, it's like the last third is actually pretty good. But there's an entire fight in here that's completely pointless and useless and reminds me a lot of a Bill Divers fight that does the exact same thing. I, I was actually going to say I see where Bill Divers gets it from. The reason I like this by comparison is because it's by comparison. It's so much better than the Bill Divers equivalent. That doesn't make it good. No, it doesn't. But I think what it is, it's I don't think it's useless or pointless. I think what it is is fan service. It's more or less a victory lap. And while we've certainly talked about things that Gundam Build Fighters could have done better and places it could have spent its time better, I think it's earned that. And I kind of want that with these characters. I think it was on an episode. It might have been before our recording. I talked about how I had finally seen the Gundam Build Fighters Try OVA, which just feels entirely like this episode, but for Gundam Build Fighters Try. And I was as bored with that and disliked it as much as I think Zach sort of does this episode. But I think what the major difference is, is I'm willing to spend a little extra time with these characters and give them a victory lap. That's fair. I just, at the same time, they do that and then try to ring out the ending of the episode and there are bits that I disliked about that part. But at the same time, like you could have spent more time doing this better or you could have done this better in less time. Like how? Like what What are you envisioning? Well, for one thing, they waste a hell of a lot of time just kind of dicking around doing nothing useful at the start of this episode, especially when they're like, oh, yeah, now we're going to waste time showing Rambaral and the Master, who I don't care about, showing up to assist, <laughs> and they get to do a huge thing, which wastes a lot of time. Um, well, I am glad Rambaral showed up, specifically. <laughs> yeah, but... I, like I said, it's just fan service, and I don't begrudge it that, because I think at this point it's earned it. And then, of course, they waste some more time by being overly dramatic over the loss of Isla and uh, Chino's Chino's mobile mobile suits, suits, which, guys, they're not in there. You don't need to cover them. (laughs) They've got more important things to be doing right now than worrying about their plastic models. They're actually standing right next to you. If you got wiped out, you could just, like, make out with them while Say's dad handles it, actually, (laughs) if that's just what you wanted. I'll agree with you on that point. That seems consistent with... uh, this series, but I totally agree with you having very similar thoughts on this watch, if not every watch of it. But I kind of like that they try to raise the stakes here. I don't know if I think it was a good idea in hindsight or not. I think that's why I like it in comparison to Gundam Build Divers, is there it's just like, oh yeah, now we're going to face the boss. Hope our pants drop. Oh no, the boss is glitched and evil. Here it is a raising of the stakes and like something bad might happen if they don't succeed. It's, they're a little vague on what that would be, I assume, an explosion. 
But I kind of like that. Like I said, I don't begrudge it, the fan service. And I think the note we actually end on is really good. I mean, the actual ending is fine. There's a little... And there is at least one joke in there that I really, really like. <laughs> actually, there's, there's a couple that I really, really like. There is one bit of waffling that I, I think was the correct choice, but like ultimately doesn't do anything that we'll get to in the end. But for the most part, I really like the ending. And I think the two-thirds of the episode before it that we get to it is good to pace that so that there's a buffer between the tournament and that ending. I talked a lot about last week about how I think the Yuki fight could have gone differently to make the ending stronger. If Yuki had won, I think this is more impactful, especially if he beats Reiji specifically. Yeah. But there's Mm -hmm. most this still works without that. I just think it could have been even better. And I think it was just fine. Oh, no, I I think like Zach, I was getting bored for a lot of the like, let's fight a bunch of mooks that definitely lasted for like five more minutes than it needed to. But I don't know what else they would have put in there. In fairness, they do skip the opening, which I think is a cool move, both in terms of we get more animation and it feels like, like they have more time to waste, if that makes sense. Like I said, I like this episode fairly well. I do agree on this watching. Like I said, I think the Gundam Build Divers comparison is apt, even if I think this does much better. And like I said, Try does something very similar in its movie. And 90% of that movie is a boring fight with basically this exact premise. But the characters aren't as good. And it's a movie removed from the series. Whereas the final episode of that is a full denoma where it's like three months later, they all go to a Gundam building con. That's just for building Gundam models. <laughs> and, and like they all meet back up there. Uh, and a conflict that's kind of similar so that everybody can get their stuff in ensues, but that it's kind of like a sitcom escalation of a small situation, (laughs) Uh, which might make it the best ending of a Gundam Belt series. I guess we'll see. Shall we get into it? It's the last episode. If you listen to our other podcasts, open a wiki page if you want to know who these guys are. Google Reiji Von Asta. That's a thing I did on the car here. (laughs) (laughs) I was curious to know if he was older than Say, so Jeremy Googled him. What's the answer? No, they're both 14. Okay. We start with particles infesting the tournament grounds like before with opening credits over them, which I think is a classy look because we don't have an opening sequence, like I said. Also, these crystals start turning into... This seems very Mass Effect to me, these crystals, and I don't know why. Is I feel like there might be a part where you're going through in Mass Effect 2 where the guy's assuming direct control, like when you're going through the ship maybe and they're like this. It's also kind of just like JRPG Final Dungeon weird crystals. So I don't know why Mass Effect is coming to mind. <laughs> when he's assuming direct control, he has like a glow, like the guy has like a glow, cr- like crack glow in him. But like there's no crystals involved. So I'm not sure where the crystals are coming from for Mass Effect. I don't know why. That's just what it means. I think it might be these hallways seem like Mass Effect hallways. And this effect seems like a weird thing that would happen in like a Mass Effect level. Anyway. Fellini's like, this is bad. And Mao's like, let's get out of here, gang. <laughs> ro ro oh no, is Mao the Scooby-Doo? Yes, now. <laughs> and so Rambaral and Say's dad, illustrating that they are the only people with brains here, decide to help evacuate the stadium. And I do like how, as they're showing people evacuating, like Say's dad, his mom, and then you see like the Gundam fighters are also mm-hmm. escorting people out. Like we see Greco Logan doing the same thing. Nope. Yeah, he's American. He's got the military experience because <laughs> you know how in America you have compulsory military service. He right? fought in the war. <laughs> yeah, the, with Lieutenant Search. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff starts exploding. So Baker is like, "Hey, Chairman, stop it!" And he's like, "What? Do you, you think I can do that? You know how incompetent I am. It won't stop glowing." <laughs> Meanwhile, cut to Nils in the basement, and the crystal just disappears. I assume like melts into all these other crystals that are about to appear. 
Chino, Misaki, and Isla all run down to where their boyfriends are. Slash that boy that Misaki knows. <laughs> and this is when a boa coup forms right through the top of the stadium. Everyone is now in field one, space. And Reiji's like, hey, say, what's that nerd shit? And Yuki's like, there's no doubt. It's a boa coup. The final boss of Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> that hallway is the one where Char never betrayed anyone by shooting Cassilia in the face with a bazooka. <laughs> uh, look, I, Ryan... Talking to you right now. I, don't don't watch the end of Mobile Suit Gundam. You made the right choice. It's not good. Shard does shoot Cassilia in the face with the bazooka. Spoilers, and that's <laughs> worth it. After he has a fencing battle in here with Amuro Ray when they're both in spacesuits. Before Sayla's like, Shard wasn't your motivation like to kill the zombies and not fuck with Amuro Ray. It's like, mm, yeah, you make a good point. Better go find a bazooka. <laughs> so we get the uh, the like title card over the Aboku floating above the stadium. Yep, it's a decent shot. I love how flabbergasted Say looks at this. Yuki's like, hmm. Well, Yuki has been preparing for this his entire life. Yes. <laughs> so the, the girls come running up. As though Mao, Kilala, and Fellini. And Fellini's like, hey, as the adult in the room, you should all leave. It's dangerous. And, and Say is like, I'm equally intelligent, so yeah, let's go. And actually, everyone leaves, but Reiji gets stopped by Chairman Mashida. Who was teleported here, apparently. Uh, he just jumped out of his box when he cracked <laughs> the pistols. It looks like he tripped over something, and I almost wish that like the field just covered up what was really there, and that made it more dangerous. But I do kind of like that there's a Mashita being like, Reiji, you're the main character, he, right? He, Please he specific, save me. He specifically calls him Prince Reiji, and uh, so Reiji is like, wait, hang on. Mashita, you're from Aryan? Yeah, Mashita's like, yes, and I have an exclamation mark above my head. Please take my quest. <laughs> He says, I apologize for stealing from your treasure room. And Reiji's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, it's exactly like a WoW quest. You go talk to the guy. They give you a bunch of backstory that doesn't make sense and that you don't <laughs> read. And then they offer you a reward. And Reiji's like, ooh, those pants are an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does also kind of track with Reiji's personality that he will... Yes, he doesn't... This is not someone he likes. He thinks this person is selfish. But yes, he does have to do something. So says like, hey, we have to run. But Nils Nilsson strides in and knows what he's talking about. And Caroline, the daughter of a rich person, is very good at also acting like she knows what's going on. <laughs> and is important. And so it goes beside him. And uh, also Sebastian is also here. Yeah. I actually didn't even notice him on the first walkthrough. <laughs> because he's a ninja. <laughs> yeah. And so he get, he's like, okay, here is, here is the remainder of the quest dialogue. I, I am half ninja, half American, half Chinese, half exposition. <laughs> <laughs> But so what we have to do is we have to use this, uh, use our gunpla to fight it. We, well, he we, plans on just doing it himself. Well, he doesn't. He's like, we have to destroy the particle thing. Unfortunately, that's very dangerous. Fortunately, the whole room is filled with Gundam moving particles. So we can just have our Gundam shoot laser beams at it. <laughs> also, if we don't, I don't know what will happen. Probably an explosion. It's usually an explosion. Well, he initially, he seems like he's he puts his like Gundam identifier is gp based into the thing and it's like okay yes it still works like he wasn't sure this was actually going to work but then he's like okay now i'll i'll go in and destroy it myself what? with my gunpla and then reiji is like yeah i'll do it too Bringing this Machida is one, with a headlock this is one of the jokes that made me laugh reiji just casually holding chairman Mashita in a headlock i do also like baker peel like oh d don't hurt him uh <laughs> It, it's just, he's so casual about having him in a headlock. And then Say is like, I'm going to. And everybody has the, and my axe. Except for Mao, who has already left. <laughs> Actually, I think Mao was like, I'm taking, Mis I'll get Misaki out of here and then I'll be back. 
That is what ends up happening. Uh, even Kalala is like, hey, I still have my Gavera Tetra. And Isla's like, yeah, and I didn't build that mobile suit just so it can be a model kit you can buy. I have to show it off a little bit. <laughs> buy all of our play sets and toys. And Carolyn's there too. <laughs> and Reiji is like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> um, set her horses in, in the oh, scene. Oh, for whatever, I, I did think that Mao did say, I'll, I'll get Misaki to safety and then be back. No, he's just already but, done that. Here's the shot I was talking about where we see like uh, Luang Dalala and uh, Greco Logan guiding people out, which makes... To me, at least, it kind of implies that this is a stadium, like, they're going down, like, not the public access things, but, like, they're leading them through, like, the, the fighters' hallways. The, the <laughs> hallways that the fighters were using. Yeah, probably there are emergency exits there. For emergency exits that, like, people wouldn't necessarily think to go to, because, I mean, obviously, this was a packed stadium. And I do like, so Reiji drops the star build strike, and it's still pretty banged up. And we go through, like, everybody's launch sequence. Yep, everybody gets which, a launch sequence. I mean, I... Said this episode wastes a lot of time, but I kind of like the fact that they run through everybody's launch sequence because it's kind of neat. I forgot that the bear guy is named Ang- Bear Guy Son. Angry <laughs> Bear Guy. And so we also get Isla's new, which is Miss Sazabi. I love Miss Sazabi as a I name. Wish we I had love a, her pose. I wish we had a better look at it. I do too. I wish it got to do more because Isla is cool and I like this as a mobile suit design. I don't love its color scheme, but also the Sazabi has a bad color scheme. And that's just it in the Kabylie Papillon's colors. Honestly, I think I prefer the Sasabi to the Nightingale. Yeah, me too. The, the Nightingale, the, the thing about the Nightingale, Zach, is it was just in a book. Nobody had to design it. And then they needed to sell toys of it. So somebody had to design it. And they're like, I don't know, the Sasabi, but it's bigger and ugly. I Although I have only ever really seen the Nightingale in Super Robot Wars. And it looks considerably worse than the Sasabi in, uh, in X. So Me- Meanwhile, I'm the one Sasabi fan on the podcast. I actively I, like the Sasabi. I think the Sasabi's fine. Tyler, I said I like the Sasabi. You said you like it better than the Nightingale. I do like it better than the Nightingale. <laughs> I actually do like the Sasabi as a design. I think it's fine. It's just a little too generic for my taste. I like that it's not a Gundam. But, like, it needs just a little more pizzazz somehow, I feel. Like, it feels yeah, too close to a grunt suit. So, and then uh, Fellini has the Gundam Fenice Renacita. Yep, which he has had for a while. I, I, by a while, I mean since last episode he was in. Uh, Kilala has the Gabara Tetra again, and Caroline has her Night Gundam, and Nils has his Sengoku Astray. Which he is equipped with a giant super Axe robot hammer. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the heavy equipment for destroying crystals, Sengoku Astray. <laughs> And Yuki is like, God damn it, my mobile suit's still too fucked up. I require a cape. But yes. then a wild Alan. I was so sad that it wasn't the camp for amazing that he showed up with. I am too, but I do really love the joke of him just having the Exia Amazing repair. That's almost worth it. And it does end up with the camp for amazing's arm that they just take off and it, it's also it's also got its leg. And I do like that for it. When Alan came running in, I honestly thought it was going to be the Camphor Amazing, because he has the case. I was kind of hoping it was just going to be the Zaku Amazing, honestly. I knew it wasn't going to be the Zaku Amazing. That would be cool, but Yeah, too. so Rin comes, Rinko comes running back up and is like, hey, Rambaral, say his dad, and whoever the fuck this old man is, the kids aren't here. Although, if I, so she says, like, say and the others aren't here. So it kind of, and then Ray and Sheena are also not here, so it kind of gives the implication that Rinko has already adopted uh, Isla as her daughter. <laughs> Uh, but there you realize, oh no, they're all still inside. I love how they've got all the dramatic Gundam Gundams moving in, and then there's just the bear guy. Yep. Hey, it's dramatic, angry bear guy. But then they have a bunch of enemies coming at them. Which I have dubbed Jims. Not GMs, but Jims. Uh, their actual name is Mocks. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense, because they are like mock mobile suits. That's what they're kind of implied to be. Or what they, I think, are explicitly said. They're just 
shitty versions of mobile suits that, that exist. Rit says, like, are they computer controlled? And Machida's like, oh, yeah, we were going to unveil this new product during the tournament. And then Fellini and Kilala judge them for being bootleg products. But, like, these are official Gundam merchandise. They're being made by the <laughs> Gundam people in universe. You can buy a mock Gumpla. I don't know why you would, but you can. <laughs> Like, they, they actually do- make these? Well, yeah, because because of this. Amazing. Well, in in the uh, in in here, it makes a little bit of sense because PPSC is not implied to actually have control over distribution of gunpla. I just assumed they did because they were giving a lifetime supply of them away. I guess they could have bought the lifetime supply from Bandai. But... Well, it could be a partnership. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. It just seems weird to me. I actually, it makes a lot of sense for it to be a partnership, but not actually having control over the property. I like which this is one. Why- with the- I like with this the one Gundam, Gundam fin on it. Um, but like why they would want to make their uh, like their own so that they don't have to worry about like licensing them, licensing them from from Bandai. Yeah, you know Bandai was like, we're going to next for ten percent, and Machida's like, yeah, well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so Fellini uses the Freedom Gundam stock footage attack to destroy some. <laughs> and at, at this point, we basically just faff around in space, blowing these things up for a while. Yeah, we we see everybody taking shots at other things. The Gabara Tetra's rifle, I kind of like. Like I kind of like the design on the Gabara Tetra, honestly. This episode is the most we see of it, even compared to its own series. It's barely in there. And it's, you said it's in age? It's, uh, it's no, in age? it is in Stardust Memory, 0083. What is that? It is called Stardust Memory. Wasn't uh, that a movie? No, it's a 25 OVA. It's like OAF MS. Okay, okay, I got you. In which it is the fourth Gundam that Anaheim Electronics was going to make for the Earth Federation, but they decided they did not want to pay them for a fourth Gundam, so they sold it to the Xeon Remnant. <laughs> and we made it to book more Xeon. Okay. I also and- like this Mrs. Zobby's like, rifle that's very Uzi-ish, and I like that it has the Kyrios' shield that she has also put a beam saber on. And it's also got like the f- feet beam sabers from the Aegis. Yep. yep. Unfortunately, that is the most we're going to see of that suit, and I'm sad. We don't even see it use funnels. Uh, we <laughs> do see Nils Nilsson hammer someone with a hammer, because he has embraced his inner shonen boy at this point, and just slapped a bunch of dumb super robot weapons well, it, on it, his mobile It's suit. a monster hunter hammer, because it's yes. got rockets on <laughs> yep. it. <laughs> yep. Because if you are building a sci-fi hammer, why wouldn't you put rockets on it? So he gathers up like 20 of these things, and then hammer throws them. So he can then do his dumb katana laser thing to all of them. A lot of the things that happen in this are very Gundam Musou finishing moves. Even Carolyn's helping. But they are way outnumbered. <laughs> then a giant laser blast comes from off screen to help with the outnumberedness. And hey, a wild Mao has appeared. And by a wild one, I mean a tame one who has built the Crossbone X Mao. Yeah, this is the Gundam Crossbones. Well, it's crossed with a Gundam X, like he had before. No, But the Gundam Crossbones actually does just have a skull on yes. his chest the skull is not also a giant laser though so Mao has i maybe no. not improved it but certainly added his own flair he, he doesn't have the beam zamba or the full cloth yeah the full well look full cloth is so much better to the point where when you think of the crossbone you don't even not think of the full cloth zach but it's not <laughs> the full cloth by default uh, and i did find out that in, in t yes tobia and kincaid or, or c book are in there but Tobia has the has the mass produced uh, F ninety one to start with, and Kincaid is flying with crossbones. Yeah, because that's how it starts. At, well, and uh, it, he actually is in uh, X as well. But C book has the F ninety one. Yeah, he has like, a real Gundam. Yeah, he actually is C book in that one. So Mao blows a giant hole in a boa queue with his giant laser, so they can go in. I was gonna say this seems like the thing where his suit would actually shine is destroy the grunts button because it is a giant laser mobile suit. That's his entire thing. So, Say and Reiji and their girlfriends are the ones that go in. 
Yeah, they're while like, Fellini and his girlfriend defend the entrance. With Mao and Nils and his fiance. Let, let's be honest, Carolyn is defending nothing. <laughs> um, Her own pride. The, the Gabriel Tetra, I think I like, because it seems like it's got a uh, like an energy rifle that has to cool. I mean, because it periodically stops to cool. Yeah, again, from a series by the same on the same token as uh, OFMS team. That is good, but same idea. Uh, speaking of, Nils protects Carolyn. She gets the blush. But, but then they are taking just... way too much fire. Yep. I also like this mock with double heat hawks. <laughs> I like how it's pretty, you know, because obviously Fellini is very good at this. So you just see him like dodging around everything and not taking any hits. Yeah, he's dodge tanking. Mao's like, there are too many of them. But then from off screen, someone's like, Mao, it's too early to give up. I, your master, have come in, in a master the... Gundam. <laughs> in the master Gundam. And also Rumbarol in a goof. Yep, just a standard-ass goof. Oh, it is not standard-ass. He has put machine gun hands on both the hands <laughs> instead of just one. And Rambaral is like, Chinon, let us use our twin Musao attack. <laughs> <laughs> so they both hit circle, and this causes <laughs> the Master Gundam to throw the goof like the Dark Tornado. I'm going to point out there's no air in space. What the hell? Uh, goof. <laughs> There's no goof in space either, Tyler. <laughs> in in space, no one can hear you goof. Also, this is particle space. There That's is fair. air here. It, it is dumb. <laughs> There's not air in space, but there is air here in the simulation of space. That, that I is think very it's fair. a custom Master Gundam. I think, yeah, the joints are. The, joint, the joints are, like, gold-colored. Uh, anyway, then the Master Gundam does the uh, Die Buster kick. And blows them all very up. Gun Buster, not Die Buster. Totally different Buster. <laughs> Then it throws a Kamehameha. The Master Gundam can do that canonically. I know. Yeah, isn't it? I love I love Kilala's reaction of, wow, they are absurdly strong. And Fellini is like, He's just yes! fanboying over it. He's like, oh man, I got finally got to see Romba Raw in action. There are so many shots in this that make me feel like this came from a manga. Because of the cut-ins? Yeah. Anyway, they're about to celebrate the tide turning when a giant enemy laser appears. Which all of you should have expected. Uh, to be real, Boaku didn't have a giant laser. It's every Gundam series afterwards that put a giant <laughs> laser on their base. They should know they're in the final episode of a modern Gundam series. Of course it has a giant space laser. Yeah, we all know Sei is the only one who's actually watched Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> I, Master Chinon is old enough, and Rambaral well, lived it. <laughs> we we <laughs> but know. He, but he was dead before this happened, so he wouldn't. <laughs> we, we know Mao's master has seen Gundam yes. Seed. Yes. Yeah, because no, he loves Maru. No. Yes. They've all watched Gundam Seed. I'm saying they didn't watch this old man Gundam shit. They didn't watch 70-year-old oh. Gundam. It's something that came out in 1979 is 70 years old now, right? Um, Math checks out. Surprisingly close. <laughs> it is closer to 70 than not. That's depressing. <laughs> I mean, aren't all numbers closer to 70 yes. than not? <laughs> I was hoping no one would call me on that. <laughs> so Mal calls Say, and Say is like, holy shit, we suck. Our girlfriends got killed off screen because of really stupid contrived reasons. Oh, and by the way, they're still standing right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> then we don't get the eye catch as we see the uh, the enemy laser. We did it. We've reached the end of Gundam Build Fighters. But wait, there's more. A whole half hour fan servicey movie that comes after this one. That said, this series has been a fun ride. I've been enjoying it. Um, I'm glad I watched it. That's that's really what it comes down to. I'm glad I watched it, and I hope you all enjoyed listening to us talking about it. Speaking of, in traditional fashion, we have opened up a channel on our Discord specifically for End of Gundam Build Fighters questions for us to hit in our recap of the whole series episode. You can ask us anything about 
really anything in that channel, and I'll have that linked in the description of this episode. I think that's all the plug I'm going to do, actually. After we watch GM's counterattack, we're going to have a cup like an interlude thing. It was Zach's idea this time. I'm not going to announce what it is until we get to it, uh, because I think that's funnier. That is it. Uh, let's get back to finishing Gundam Build Fighters. It's done. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Yeah, so anyway, we then cut back a few seconds to them doing a Death Star Trench run. Again, second Death Star Trench. I like how Reiji has already forgotten where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think, like, they're looking for the crystals, and Tay's like, I know where that's going to be. Reiji doesn't necessarily know where it is. But Isla, because she's a new type, sees all the particles about to gather to shoot them with a giant laser before the others. So China and Isla get down Mr. President the boys. So, I kind of like this in theory with Isla seeing it first, but it does feel pretty lame that the girls just get taken out by well, a giant laser. Especially because they, like you said, get down Mr. President them. They tackle them <laughs> and push them out of the way and apparently just decide to stop. Hey, equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> you have thrusters. You can tackle them over to the side where it would have been safe and you would be fine. So I interpreted that as all happening in slow motion so they didn't have enough time. But uh, I also hey, they cleared the other guys. If they just kept on going with them, they'd have been fine. No, you got to tackle, though. It's but a bulky. Anyway, the, the suits get wrecked. The bodyguard rolls says someone has to take the damage. Uh, bye, Mrs. Zabi. We barely knew you. I do love how the bear guy looks nonplussed while it is destroyed, <laughs> though. So they take they, they start taking fire because instead of remembering that their girlfriends are standing right next to them, they start role-playing like they're actually aboard their gun plus. Which for say almost makes sense, but Ray, you should be like, dude, no, we, we don't <laughs> need to do this. And uh, the laser is about to fire again. And Say and Reiji refuse to abandon their girlfriend's model kits, but again, their <laughs> girls are standing five feet next to them. They could like hold their shoulders for emotional support if they wanted. <laughs> Luckily, Yuki is here and his theme song starts playing because he didn't get to use it last time. And he, In and, the Exia Amazing Repair. Yeah, and... Alan, knowing Gundam, has stapled a cape to Yuki. <laughs> or actually, I think uh, he probably was like, I got spare parts, and Yuki was like, no, staple a cape on here. No, he's got an <laughs> arm under there, if I remember. Yeah, he's got an okay. arm under there. I thought it was only later that he got the arm under there. But you're right. It is here. And then he transcends all the mooks. No, you know what this is? Is that Alan showed up with the replacement parts, <laughs> and Yuki is like, fuck no, this needs something more. And then tore a piece out of his jacket. <laughs> That's what I was stapled thinking. stapled yeah. it to the Gundam. <laughs> Also, Say's dad is here, and he's got the uh, perfect Gundam, which comes from the manga where the idea of building Gundam model kits and fighting them first appeared. This is the main character of that model. Okay, so this is called the perfect Gundam. I call this the Optimus Gundam. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's very Optimus Prime with the giant cannon, just the, the bulky legs. It looks so dumb. I like it, though. Like, I will agree with you, especially with the color blocking. It's very 80s and Optimus Prime, but it's a sort of dumb I can get behind. I just, I really hate this. Thing. I kind of love it, honestly. <laughs> anyway. So Yuki. they hold the line, and Yuki, so Yuki and Say's dad are like, we'll protect your girlfriend's model kits <laughs> while you two go break the crystal. I guess Nils told me when I showed up what you guys were doing. <laughs> Actually, that kind of tracks that somebody yelled it at him. Uh, again, the theme song is playing as they start dodging Death Star lasers through a trench run together. 
I say it's in the build mark too, by the way. I don't know that we I ever said I thought I mentioned that. that Maybe you did. I, I, I might not remember. have at the beginning. Yeah, but say he's driving the build mark too. Reiji has the build strike, which is still fucked up, like I said. It has this like tiny little beam rifle they took from someone. <laughs> <laughs> but they get next to it and it's particling so hard they can't get close. Yep. But they... then Say comes up with a brilliant idea, dumps his backpack onto the build strike. So that it will have double the boost power. And apparently it also has the RG system built into it because it also gets the RG glow. Either that or the RG just goes into any part on it. This gun by default has a backpack, so it would make sense to have like RG go through it. Or say upgraded at one point when he was bored. That could be. I, I could definitely see Say doing that because building and modeling Gunpla is like his favorite thing to do. Yep. Anyway, they uh, team punch the crystal really hard. Yep. I like the shot of the build strike with the green eye and the fact that the other side of the face is still screwed up, so it's just got the red pupil. Yep. Anyway, they punched the crystal to death. The crystal was alive, right? <laughs> so the crystal explodes. It's very, very explosive. They're like, holy shit, how did we get into the uh, the weird space with... Uh, quant space? The quant space. <laughs> I just take this as the explosion being so big, it just bathes the whole place in light for a moment. They high five. All of the mocks shut down because they know their crystal is destroyed. <laughs> and the particles begin to undisperse, coalesce, I don't know. I, I was kind of expecting all the... Uh... And the build strike is even more fucked up. It's missing both arms now. Yeah, punched so good its arms exploded. <laughs> I was kind of expecting all the gunpla to just fall out of the air as this started happening. Well, as we know, there are still particles around. So they give everybody, like, uh, or the, the crew is very, very happy about this. Yeah, and, you know, it's pretty. As all the particles just start glittering and falling. And Nils Nielsen is like, hey, so what happened to that big crystal? And says, like, we destroyed it, just like the plan. And Nils is like, good. Although, that also means that no one will ever be able to Gumpla battle again. Because that was where all the Plavsky particles came from. Yep. And uh, so Say is like, oh, crap. As the <laughs> chairman, Mashuda, is glowing red. His loud cry tells him to grasp all the money he can. <laughs> no, his, the, it's loud cry tells... Baker to grasp him. So he's being <laughs> teleported back to Arian, but that means that Baker Chan die, like tries to get down Mr. President him and grabs on. And they're teleported together, Power Rangers rules. And then everybody is very, very concerned and spins around to make sure Reiji is still around. Well, Sace particularly, because he remembers that time that Reiji turned red and teleported away like a Power Ranger. I, I do love how he spins around like, Reiji! And she's just like, huh? <laughs> What's up? Although Reggie's like, okay, so let's get to it. Nil said that we only have five minutes of Gunpla energy left. So we have to fight Yuki like we promised after he was mind-controlled. But our Gunpla are all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, so they, they issue the challenge of let's go. Reggie's like, yeah, beating a mind control guy doesn't feel like a win. And Isla's like, are you really going to fight now? I'm like, But then uh, they get a loner pair of arms from Fellini and a lower pair of, uh, loner pair of weapons from Mao. Yep. Well, Tatsuya staples as much of the camphor amazing onto the Exia as he can. <laughs> as he can. Not enough for our tastes, but as much as he can. So they do some uh, rough and ready repairs. <laughs> as and Kilala's like, this is super dramatic. I'm going and goes and finds a video camera. Well, because it's the last gun pull battle that's ever going to be fought. Of course she has to report it. Actually, I like the fact that she does because nobody else is thinking about it because they're just like, let's watch this epic fight. Anyway, they're in field three, forest. The second most dramatic place, since they already used up the most dramatic. <laughs> and Kill, I was like, hey, is this streaming? I hope this streaming. If not, when you're watching this in the future, this battle is going to be rad. <laughs> the crossbone swords are so dumb. They're gun swords. 
And I think that's a Mao thing specifically, because I don't think the Crossbones has those in the Super Robot Wars games. I think it has one of them, but it does not dual wield them. So this is where they save the animation for, because this is actually a pretty well animated fight. Not quite as good as the best ones in the series, but it's probably number three for me. Yeah, so they're going nose to nose, Reiji and Yuki, and Say is like, wow, this is so cool. I'm I'm glad Reiji is able to do this. Yeah, he's like, thanks, Reiji. Because I teamed up with you, I was able to have a battle like this. If I hadn't, I wouldn't have even got through the prelims. I would have lost in my first battle. I'm bad at controlling gunpla, unlike my dad. And then Reiji's like, that's not the problem. You like gunpla too much. You don't want him to get damaged. Yeah, I've so- watched you fight. You're not the worst. <laughs> You couldn't concentrate on controlling them because you were too worried about yours getting beat up or beating up your opponents. It wasn't skill. It was the resolve to fight that you lack. Shonen spirit, etc. Well, yeah, the resolve to fight on regardless of what you might lose. And says like, hey, I've been putting all my points into that since we started. <laughs> Miss Isla especially had a lot of fat. <laughs> so Say is basically giving a like recap of everything that came up on the on the series. As Reiji's gem breaks. Yeah, I think the implication is he is causing the battle to go longer than it would have otherwise. I think that's how I, I read it. I, I kind of read the same thing, which is why his gem is failing. Yeah, and so he's like, "Let's switch. Let let's switch controls for a minute." He's like, "Yeah, you have everything you need. Just just give it a go." So say takes a deep breath and Yuki sportsman. I kind of wish there was a shot of Yuki sportsmanly letting them trade. He would, but he just <laughs> kind of lands. This is kind of why I was I was thinking that Reiji was older than say is because this feels very much like a. Uh, Kind of like the mentor stepping down, stepping away. Well, it's like Tyler has joked about. They're both becoming purple Oni. This is very much <laughs> it. But this is the end of Say's arc, which we've talked about the entire time. All the little steps he's taken, how he's gotten more and more to this point. And he just needs Reiji to tell him, no, like, you're past that. Just do it. Yeah. So Say is able to, like, dodge in and get close enough to Yuki to get a free shot. Yeah. I do love both uh, Takashi and uh, Reiji grinning like idiots as Say goes in for the final blow. But he can't land it because the particles have run out. Yep. And it ends with the two posed with Say's Gumpla about to slash their Yikis but not getting there. And the Plavsky particles are gone and now Reiji is glowing red. And, like, and that, oh, no. that really reinforces the fact that, yes, he was using his gem specifically to make the battle last longer. And so Say is like, damn it. No, Reiji is go. Reiji, you can't leave. Reiji's like, damn, Gumpla battle is fun. But I guess this world doesn't have it anymore, so bye! <laughs> See, the thing that I was thinking, like, couldn't Reiji, like, be like, all right, I'm going to go get a new rock. I'll be back in, like, a, six months. I'll be, see you then. How many rocks do they have there? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is it common knowledge also that these rocks teleport you? Well, he seems to have no problem with, like, giving it away. But then again, well, that's he because is he's a, a rich he's asshole. A rich prince. Yeah. So <laughs> I would buy that this is just something that exists in his world and their relative, like, they're not super common. They were kept in the treasury. Like a gold situation. Okay. Although there might not be one as big as Mashida was using that could perpetuate this. So Say is like, no, you can't go. We need to play again together next year. And the year after that, you know, in this game that can't keep going. We got to keep on being a team. And Rage is like, uh, you know, Say, ever since we battled, I actually haven't cared about Yuki. Well, Say says, make a wish on that gem that will do that. And he looks down and his gem is gone. And so Reiji starts going to a speech about, hey, ever since we had that battle that ended off screen, I wanted to play a gumpo battle against you when you get better. So come face me when you get stronger. <laughs> Shonen. And so says like, yeah, I will. As he tries to fight back some tears. So Reiji holds up his hand for a high five. 
But for the first time in the series, they miss it because Reiji gets teleported away too quick. Yeah, Reiji is teleported away right before they make contact. Conveniently, no one saw Isla sneaking up behind Reiji. No, no, <laughs> Isla got teleported away. I- Isla's still here. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's a different situation. She didn't have to panic like Baker's panic because she knows the rules. So Say is very sad, obviously, since his best you know, friend Reiji just is literally his way. best friend. But he's also got kind of like a, I'll, I'll get better and I'm going, or, or we'll see each other again. Surely there'll be a movie or something where I can resolve <laughs> this. So we then see Reiji like looking up at the sky, presumably in Arian. Yeah. Being like, the two of us are connected. We'll fade again someday. And then Isla's like, hey, you forgot your beginning Gundam. <laughs> Reiji's like, why are you here? <laughs> and though Isla blushes like, you idiot, I made a wish. And her gem is still there. Yep. And Reiji's like, what wish? And she's like, God damn, you idiot. Are we going to have to have sex right now? Because canonically, <laughs> it seems like the timeline works out that yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> and Reggie's just like, why are, why are you so mad? And then she calls him an idiot again. Of course she does. As we zoom out over the... Presumably his castle. Then we get the ending credits, and over that we have a montage of where everybody is. We see Suzaki doing well with his Gian Vulcan with his little sister praising him. Mao and his master keep making weird gumpla. Misaki got people to come to her inn. And she's got the Yakuza guys working for her now. Kilala became a famous idol. Fellini, Fellini is became a like... famous groupie. <laughs> Yuki and Alan got to teach Gumpla classes in the open air like they always wanted to. I like how he's got his sunglasses. Yeah, Yuki kept the stupid glasses. Back in Aryan, Baker is hawking uh, mocks Machida because apparently he got away with it. They invented model kits in this weird world and thus get to continue their business. Cut to the ISS, where a headline tells us Nils Nielsen and Caroline have figured out how to create artificial Pravsky particles so that Gundam battles can resume. Breaking news, Gundam battles can resume. (laughs) (laughs) Then we cut back to, like, the... But before, did you see the name of the newspaper? I did not. I did not, know The front page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're back at, like, the... World Championships 8 Japan 3rd Block Stadium. Yeah. It's been a year. Gina as as like, I'm going to go watch my, my boyfriend absolutely body some poor fool. And he, even his dad's here, so that this fool has no chance. And it, it's announcing that on the one side, the literal world champion from the last world tournament. I kind of hate his outfit. It looks uh, super corporate to me. It does. I, w- I wish he had like... It, I think it's the popped collar. It's like the, it's the high collar on his jacket. It's also like the mono white with the little star. Like the star yeah. logo does seem him, but it just it looks too corporate and clean for a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> He's like, Reiji, I'll keep our promise. So one day you and I will get to do a cool battle. It'll be great. And now he has the Build Strike Cosmos, which appears identical to the Build Strike. The Star Build Strike? The Star Build Strike, but it does do a cool glowy thing when it launches. And then it makes an aurora appear in space a and cool that's glowy thing cool glowy thing we and don't see the, the poor fool who he absolutely yeah. wrecks in this fight <laughs> and that's the end of the series so what do you guys think of the decision to make it so oh gundam battles can never happen again never mind they can um, i think it is emotionally the right choice because i'm a huge fan of persona games which all end with you having to leave all your friends because narratively or because physically you the player have to leave this game and all the friends you have made that are the cool well-written npcs and i think that's really effective it's also one of my problem with isekai is digimon ends with them all having to leave and i think that's important and isekai just persists forever but 
also, it's really weird to immediately turn that around. See, I, one of the reasons why I don't necessarily have a problem with it is because throughout the entire series, Niels has all has been investigating oh. this thing. So he's already got a lot of like a headway. Now, maybe a year is a little quick, but at the same time, like I'm okay with them br- being able to just like bring it back because of the because fact- of his accomplishments well, and I, the fact that the major implication really let's be honest i don't give two shits if gundam battles were continuing no. anyway <laughs> the fact is reiji is the is the important part of that going missing yeah and i agree with you that's what i was going to bring up next so i feel like you don't need the gundam battle thing because reiji is disappearing because i totally agree with you logistically i 100 percent buy nils nielsen on the ISS can figure out <laughs> how to make Gumpla move again, but... The reason why I think you have to bring that in is because you have to explain why Reiji basically gets forcibly ejected. Is that he's not going to leave by choice, so there has to be some reason why he can't stick around. So he has to be ejected, so there has to be this, like, we can't do this anymore because he's being held... He's, he's kind of being held here by the fact that the plasticky Particles crystal is here. Yeah, but you don't have to tie that to also Gumpla Battlestone exists, would be my argument. I'm sad that we never explore the implications of what else we can use plasticky Particles for. <laughs> um, because Spoiler, that does not happen in Try. Although Nils, like owns the Caroline's research thing by the time of the end of Try and is presumably doing stuff. Although Try Island Wars doesn't end with him inventing Gumpla Battle 2.0, which I can only <laughs> imagine is the terrible precursor to uh, build fighters. Because we divers, never find or build divers. Because we never find out what Gumpla Battle 2.0, like what features are supported. <laughs> Bittier bits, funnelier funnels. <laughs> Less carcinogenic. <laughs> <laughs> I finally solved the cancer problem. No, not that one. <laughs> what do we think of the episode, though? Because like I said, I like it. I think the fan service front is fine. It's not super great on a rewatch. Like I said, I'm always rewatching Amid the Glittering Particles. I am rarely rewatching this episode. But I like the end of Sage character arc a lot. I think the fan service part of the episode is boring and lasts and overstays its welcome. The ending... In the end of Say's arc and that whole moment where he takes over to fight Yuki is super well done. And I really like that part. Yeah, no, I I think my thoughts are very similar to Zach's. I think I just hate the boring part less. So (laughs) you have a high point, Tyler. For me, it's actually the Miss High Five. Um, I know as much as I made fun of it, like. Oh, no, I really like that. They don't actually get closure. Um, Yeah, it helps with the impact of him disappearing. Yeah. Zach, I think I have to say how excited Reiji is to watch Say take over. Cause like you watch every time it flashes to Reiji, like he is, he's like, he's got a grin fit to split his face open. And he just looks kind of like, yes, I raised that boy. Like, yes, you've got it. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of thing. Like he's super proud of his friend's accomplishment. I also like Say's dad, like mirroring, like he has the same energy that Reiji does. And that's really fun for me. Yeah, I think mine, on a similar note, is going to be Say almost beating Yuki, because I, I really like that as an end to Say's arc. The whole time, Reiji has just been, like, propping him up, giving him what he needs. And that's what I like about fiction. Again, not to tarp too much on Isekai, but that's why I don't like it as a genre, is that it usually devolves into fantasy about, oh, everything I've ever liked or wanted is important now. Whereas what fiction is better at is... Sh- when it is a metaphor for, oh, no, you need to apply your skills and figure out how you're going to use them in real life and overcome things. And I really like Reiji as a metaphor for that. And in the same way that Gundam Build Fighters is over, he disappears. I think that's really strong. 
this was a solid ending to the show, I think. Weirdly, it also applies perfectly to Say's wish. Because Reiji gave him everything he needed to win that fight that at the very first episode yep. he needed and then vanished. Yeah. Once his wish was once his wish was fulfilled, Reiji left. You have a low point, Tyler. It's going to be the fact that we actually got um stock footage of the I forget what it's called, uh Kerala's mobile suit. The Gibera Tetra? Yep. It does the exact same flip thing. They just mirrored it and then it did does it the other way. I can't believe we got stock footage in this show. How? <laughs> anyway. Zach? The girl's getting kicked out basically immediately. Like that was so stupid. Sad bear guy. Sad bear guy, sad Miss Sazabi. Because I harped it, I'm going to go with the Gundam battles that are going away. Oh, wait, never mind. Nielsen Nielsen is a genius. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? Man, that is really hard for this episode for me. I think at the end of it, because the show gives it to Say, I am also going to give it to Say. Zach? I think I've got to give it to Say as well. It's not going to be unanimous, because I think Reiji is the one who is empowering Say, and I think that is makes him the more important character here. I'm, I'm, honestly, it was between the two of them, right? Yeah, it was so. really hard for me to choose one, one, one of them or the other. Which, we have not done much comparing this to Gundam Seed, because I don't think it's super relevant. But that's a better way it handles its deuteragonists, right? Like, at the end, they're both super important, despite the show being all about their relationship, in a way that Kira feels like the main character at the end of Seed. And Atherin is there to be like, no, suicide is bad. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Atherin does kind of drop off in importance at the end of that, because Kira gets the... Fuck Jesus the, Gundam? Yeah, the Jesus Gundam. I was going to say the fuck the Grunts Gundam, but... Well, Atherin's gets the, front, the fuck the Grunts backpack, so... <laughs> I don't know, for, for some reason the fuck the Grunts backpack is really funny to me. Yeah, anything else we want to say about Gundam Build Fighters? We are going to be watching GM's Counterattack, the OVA, next week, so... We, and, of course, we'll be doing a wrap-up episode in a couple weeks, so we have final thoughts for then. But there's a, are there anything we want to say now? This series is a lot better and a lot more fun than I expected going into it. Yeah, it has no right to be as good as it is, I think. I mean, <laughs> it's actually a pretty decent esports anime. Like, it's not really trying to be a super esporty anime, but it kind of hits all the most of the elements that I would expect. Yeah, it does real interesting things with competition. It has incredibly well-developed characters that are fun to go along with. We have talked a lot about our quibbles with it, but they're all pretty minor, right? Especially in retrospect, it's easy to forget all the things that don't quite work. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there is a series of episodes with, like, the stupid tournament bullshit that was kind of slow and dragged a little bit, and I wish we had gotten to, the like, the main event a little bit faster, or, like we talked about, spent some time, like, establishing the second Majin and why he's an important character. But if nothing else, just watch those first six episodes that end with the Yuki fight, because yeah. holy shit, yeah. that fight is amazing. If you're only going to watch one episode of this show, it's definitely episode six. Maybe episode, is it 20 or 21? That's amid the glittering, amid the glittering particles. Amid the glittering particles, I think, is 21. I think it's 22. Is it 22? Because Gumbly Eve is 23. Okay. Isn't, no, isn't Julian? You're right. Julian is 22. It's 21. Yeah, he's right. See, I forget Julian so much that I forget that episode existed. Don't watch that one. Actually, no, I think we said watch, watch like the first, the first five, minutes, five minutes and then dump the rest of the episode. Watch Say's mom be like, no hot girls naked in your room, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the best toy commercial I've ever seen. It's it's weird because, like, this one more goes into, like, the modeling aspect of it and does have a couple of those moments where it's like, yes, Gunpla modeling is really fun. 
But it feels less advertising to build divers, which we've already watched. And granted, we have harped on build divers quite a lot, deservedly. But at the same time, like, they're kind of doing the same thing, right? Like, they're overtly advertising Gunpla to the viewer. But this series made it actually seem like a fun hobby and not just a 300-minute commercial. Yeah, this feels way more like your friend who is really into Gunpla trying to get you to also be into Gunpla. Whereas Gundam Build Fighters feels like Bandai selling you Gumpla. <laughs> and I think I think you said it best, Jeremy. Uh, I think it was you. When you said that Reiji not being super into Gundam and Gunpla, especially early on, actually reinforces it as a good advertisement and not just everybody being like, yes, Gunpla is the best. Gundam cures all injury. Gundam should cure world or will create world peace. Gundam has a panacea. Yeah. Um. Try pulls the same trick where the main character wants to be a mixed martial arts club, but the school doesn't have that. And the closest thing to it is Gumpa Club. So he's like, oh, I guess this is what I'm stuck with. How is that the closest thing to mixed martial arts? It's the only competitive combat sport. Okay, I guess, I guess that makes some sense then. They don't have kendo. They don't. They don't have any contact sports. <laughs> and so he's disappointed. And the girl in charge of Gumpla Club is so hot for a 14-year-old, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else we want to say about this episode? No. Um. I, I am excited for a wrap-up episode because I have thoughts on how this works as a cohesive whole. But yeah. The first couple of minutes I don't really care for, but this ends the series on a very, very good note. Yep. It, it's a very solid ending to the show. I liked it. Are there any mobile suits we want to put on the list? The mocks, the not the mocks, the Mississabi, <laughs> the Gundam Phoenicia Reconista. I would like to put the Mississabi on, but we don't see it do anything, and we don't get a good enough shot for me to actually form an opinion. Yeah, and that's really the problem is I don't think we see enough of it. Like we barely get the entire thing in frame ever. And I think the Phoenicia Reconista is kind of the same way. There's not a lot of good shots of it for me to form an actual opinion. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, man, I like that perfect Gundam. <laughs> but, we, uh, <laughs> we can put it on there if you want. <laughs> Zach, it's funny to me because you normally like the chunky things. I like oh. chunky things. That thing is a train wreck. <laughs> no, I think it's a train car, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I almost kind of wanted to put the Exia Amazing Rebuild on there. Yeah, just do, as a do joke, we want to put but... the Exia Amazing on there? And we have the Dark Matter. Do we want to put non-Dark Matter versions on it? That's an option if we want to do it. It's our list. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I feel very <laughs> strongly about the Exia Amazing. The problem I have with the Exia Amazing, though, it doesn't really ever do anything. <laughs> yeah, it did Transam that one time. I do not feel strongly enough about any of the suits that we haven't put on there. So, All right, then. It's a gun that will return in GM's counterattack. Podcast ended. <laughs>